Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and Jake Kelfer is back to share his tactics of how to elevate yourself. Jake, welcome back to the show, my friend. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Every conversation is going to be a good one, man. So I'm excited to be back on Tactical Friday. Man, I, I love it because you're bringing such great energy, and I know I really want to hit this hard. I want to hit these action steps because I know you've got them in this book that you've just released elevated entrepreneur. Let's go ahead and dive into it, man. Give us those tactics. What are the best things for us to be moving on right now? Man, the best, the best thing that we can do is I call it the ACE method. All right. And this is a lifestyle choice that we can use to become higher performing, more productivity crushing, but ultimately freedom achieving in our own way. And the ACE method is action, connection, and enjoyment. So the first thing you got to do when we're really talking about how do we get to that next level is what is the action that I need to take? What are the steps I need to do to get me closer to the result I aim to achieve? Then we need to ask ourselves the connection. Who do I need to connect with to make this reality happen? Who do I need to surround myself with to level up my game, my mindset, my skills, my strategies? How do I connect with them? What social platforms do they spend their time on? What scripts do I need to use to connect with them? And then the E for enjoyment. Am I willing to enjoy the pursuit of greatness? Am I willing to enjoy today and make today a win? Am I willing to say, this is awesome. Even when we're struggling or on the path, we have to find ways to enjoy ourselves on the journey. And when you can focus on aligned and intentional action, authentic connection, and enjoying the journey, you can immediately start to see great success. Those are the three things that I find have pinpointed the triangle of a winning life in business. I think those are absolutely awesome because at the end of the day, what I love about you starting with action is like, you can have the connections, you can have the enjoyment, you can have so many things, but unless you actually take action on them, like all these folks that want to have, I, I call it analysis paralysis, you know, you start analyzing things over and over and over again, and you never actually take that first step where for me being a military guy just correlates. Everybody always talks about you get ready, you take aim, and then you fire. You take that shot where I think the shift should be you get ready, you fire, and then you aim as you go. You start pivoting a little bit. I think COVID taught us that, right? Where everybody has to have what you said uh, Monday was that fluidity. You have to be able to shift and move as things go and be flexible and Obviously, this book you just released has some amazing experts. Give us some some tips that you read that you connected from the experts. Who are some of these experts, and what all are are they talking about that kind of correlate with that ACE method? Yeah, man. So some of the experts featured in this book are you know people that we've we've all heard of in the online space: John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn. We have Lori Harder. We have Ben Newman. We have the former CEO of Liquid IV. We have the governor of Nevada. We have all types of high performers and entrepreneurs in this book. And, you know, what's really interesting is I ask a question. How have relationships, both personally and professionally, contributed to your success and happiness? I ask every single expert this question. And almost every single person within the first sentence says they are 
everything. And what this really did for me was I already knew this in my mind, right? And I live, my business is based on connection. I wrote a book on networking. But what this did for me was it made me realize that we all know how important networking and connection is. But we do not make it our priority on a day-to-day basis. If I ask 100 entrepreneurs, how many minutes do you spend connecting with your people, new people, past customers, or potential partners, as we call one, two-steppers, how much time are you spending per day on that? It's not that much. If I say, what's your priority? It's, let me get my funnel done. Let me get this email done. Let me get the website done. Let me get this social post done. But in reality, if we know in our heart and we know from all these experts that connection and relationships are everything, then why do we not spend more time allocating ourselves to becoming better connectors and communicators with the people that we want to get to know? So that was something that, that I learned from everybody in the book. And I'll say another thing that I, that I really, really learned is while everybody has an idea of what they want to do, nobody actually knows what they're doing until they've done it. Right. And, and, you know, so often we look at all these people that we look up to, we look up to the people that are in this book and we're like, I want to be like them. And so what we try to do is we try to do the strategies that they're doing, but sometimes the strategies that they're doing won't work for you because they have systems, processes, things behind the scenes that you don't realize they have. And so you try to be like them, but you're missing step one, step two, step three, before you can get to step four. Now, one of the experts in this book, his name is Clay Abair, and he studied under Seth Godin. And he was talking in this book about the five phases of business. We all want to get to, let's just say, and you can read the book to really find out the details of this, but to, to paraphrase it, it's everybody wants to have 100 customers, right? But you have to go from zero to one first. You have to have that first customer, that first person, deliver the heck out of them, give great customer service, get them great results. And then it's one to 10. You now need to see, well, what's the difference? How do you go from one to 10? How do you, what are you starting to repeat? What processes are you developing? And then you go from 10 to 100. How do you scale that, right? And there's these different phases. And so all these things are super practical and, and super like, oh my gosh, let's slow it down to speed it up. Let's figure it out while also not having any idea. But let's take that action to see what we can learn from it so that we can adapt and adjust to then be even more in tune with where we're going. And that's powerful stuff because it doesn't, doesn't even correlate with so many people about that aspect of like, you just have to put it out there, man. You have to maintain those relationships. It's not a, so many people I see are, are very transactional. Hey, I'll do for you if you do for me, or I did for you that one time. And now I expect this for you to do for me. And when you have that mindset, I, and maybe you can attest to it more, or maybe it's, it's not exactly true, but I've always seen it creates like a toxicity among those relationships where it kind of just ruins that, you know, burns that bridge right off the bat, if that makes sense. Well, you can feel the tension when, when that happens, right? Like you as the, the asker could, is feeling weird because you already know, like, it's kind of weird. And then you as the receiver is like, whoa, like, what? Are you serious? Like, like I kind of want to help you, but like, this is also not the right, like, it just wasn't done right. Like, we all know, like, intuitively if it feels right or doesn't. So, so what I recommend when this happens is I, I recommend doing what I call flipping the script. Whenever you want to make an ask of someone that's in your network, flip the script. If they were to make that same ask of you, would you be willing to do it? 
If it's a yes without hesitation, then you're probably at a relationship level where it's appropriate to make that ask. If you are like, no, like I wouldn't be comfortable, then they're probably not going to be comfortable. All right. We can feel at each other's energies, right? Now, what's really important to note about this is just because if you say no and you don't ask them now, it doesn't mean you can't ever ask them. You just need to put in the work. So instead of making the ask on that round, start a conversation with them, add some value, do something that's going to be like, oh, I love this dude. I love this woman. I love this person. They, they know what's up. And then you foster that and then you can make that ask down the road. It doesn't change anything other than further development and building more rapport and trust and relatability with that person. And you mentioned something a second ago about uh, processes that are in place, things that you that you don't see that the successful people have. And one of those things you mentioned Gary V on Monday and like Gary V's a beast, man, when it comes to like content, when it comes to putting stuff out there and being in your face and being present, the dude's a beast. But so many people forget when he says you have to do the two cent method and comment, 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 or you have to do 12 posts a day on each platform. People forget, like, he's got a video crew that is following him around. They're editing that stuff, putting it out for him. He's got five or six people that are doing all this for him. And it's just not really practical in time management for a solopreneur or even an entrepreneur that has three or four employees. They're still operating. They're not exactly on that scale point. So I think that was a really good point that you hit on there is, like, the uber successful also have these processes in place that maybe you aren't at that level yet. And you need to have that level of uh, objectivity to realize like you're still successful. Doesn't mean you're not doing the right thing, quote unquote. Yeah. And, and to even go one step further here is, is I talk a lot in this book about uh, tools and technology that everybody should have at their disposal. And when I asked this question, I was expecting the guest to have like these fancy softwares, these fancy technologies that like only they had access to, right? Like they must have some crazy cool automation. They must have like some secret tools. But what I found out is fancy is not necessary. Almost every single person mentioned tools and technology that are available to us all. Most of them have free versions too, you know, but, but everybody like they're, if you bundle them together and I, I, I looked at what every technology piece, every expert said, and I said, okay, what is, what is the commonalities? Well, most have in their business is they have a social media platform, one that is their main hub. They have a team communication tool, such as Slack or something where they're communicating with, and they have a project management tool to help them achieve productivity and to help them stay on track and to make sure that they're executing. And that's Asana, Trello, whatever it may be. And then they have some form of organization, Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Suite, something related to that. And when you, when you look at that, you're like, wait a sec, all of these tools are readily available for me. But we wait and we wait until we get something because we want an excuse for why we're not achieving success. No, use the tools that we have because that's all you need. And that was something that I thought was so, so, so game-changing for myself and for a lot of the people that have been reading the book so far is like fancy isn't necessary. Action and execution is necessary. 
you know, it's funny, you just mentioned four of the integral parts of my businesses, because I own six businesses, I have to be able to keep things separate and keep things managed. But you talk about one other like Calendly that integrates into my my G Suite because I have the Google workspace. Like you're talking of all these things from Trello to Slack, maybe $100 for the quote unquote low end paid version that a solopreneur, that's all they really need is a hundred bucks, maybe. And then you have literally all the systems in place. You just have to create the process within the system and you're good to go. Like, like you're saying, I love that advice because it's one of those, you don't have to get crazy with it. It's like, go use Gmail. It's not that intense, right? Yeah, man. And, and you know, um, one other tool that a lot of people really like is you got to have an email marketing platform. Right. You got to have that. You know, Pat Flynn talks about that a bunch um, and several other people mention that because you need a way to connect, you need a way to convert. And basically what it comes down to is, can you attract your own clients? Can you attract people that you like and you want to work with? You get to choose who you work with. So let's make sure it's the right people. Do you have a process to convert them? And then do you have a process to deliver them the transformation or the product or the results that you promised them? And if you can follow those phases and you can just very clearly identify what that is for you and your business, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's managing employees, whether it's selling uh, products online as an e-commerce business, whether it's selling uh, services, whatever it may be. If you can identify those things, you're going to be able to, to really achieve great success. And one thing you mentioned earlier to go a little bit further for a process and a system, um, you mentioned you have scripts, you have networking scripts. You Part of what you really built on is like, there really is a system and a process, even to like in-person networking that really works. Can you give us a little bit of insight on that? Sure, man. I love, I love giving this script away because it's been so powerful. This is the same script that I use on a regular basis. Some of the guests from the book were, were pitched with this script. Okay. Like, like pitch with this script. And again, I'm always testing just like, just like we talked about on Monday with the routine. I'm always testing to see what works. Can you get better? Right. Just because it's great. Doesn't mean it can't be the best right? There's always a level up. And so here's, here's the script that I always recommend people using via email or via DM. And it goes like this. Step number one, address the person by the correct name. Okay. You would think I, you, people are like, well, Jake, no, no crap, but no, the, my name is Jake. It's four letters. It's a very easy name. People call me Jeff and Jack all the time. Bro, and it's bro, like, if come I could on. tell you how many people spell my name Z-A-C-H. Yes. It's on my LinkedIn. It's on my emails. When I see that it is an immediate flag, lack of attention to detail. Exactly. Immediately. And immediately we say we're turned off, right? We're turned off. Whatever comes next, we're not really paying attention to because they just ruined our name. And our name, according to Dale Carnegie and how to win friends and influence people is the sweetest sound in the, in the dictionary or whatever it is. It's the sweetest sound to every human being is the sound of your own names. To every man's, I'm a Dale Carnegie. Uh, I used to teach Dale Carnegie. So like, I take that very seriously. My name's on my businesses. So if you mess up my name, like that's the legacy piece that I talk about, right? That's huge. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's step yep. one. Step two is you need to mention a commonality or how you found them. Okay, so every person, we talk about ego, we talk about relationships. It's okay to tap into someone's ego if you're being honest with them. So let's say, for example, you're listening to this podcast and you want to connect with either one of us. If you say, hey, I'd love to, you know, you want to reach out to Zach and you're like, hey, I love the podcast you did with Jake. You know, I loved when you asked him the question about technology, you know, or you know what? Hey, I spelled your name right. You know, I know that I double checked that, man. Immediately, like you're laughing right now, but immediately you're going to be like, okay, this person's the real deal. Otherwise, you mention a commonality, okay? A commonality can be, you know, did you go to the same college? Have you traveled to the same place? Do you have the same amount of family members? Do you wear the same t-shirts? Do you like the same sports? Do you work in the same field? What's something 
that is different than everything else someone else is going to mention. So that's step two. Okay. Step three is we need to ask some form of a question. All right. Now, this does not mean you're going to ask them for something. This is just a question. And the way you want to ask this question is you want to do it in a way that elicits an emotional response, not just a blanket answer. So here's what I mean by this. Most people are reaching out to people that they want to get in touch with because they want advice. They want to learn something. Most people say, hey, can I pick your brain? No. Hey, what's one piece of advice? No. Because what happens there is you get blanket answers. All you have to do is change it to create an emotional response. So the better question to ask, and this is a question that I've asked some of the biggest names, and I ask everybody in my book this, is what is the one thing you wish you knew when first starting your business that would have accelerated your path to success? I still want advice, but what I'm doing is I'm taking them down memory lane. So now they're thinking, oh, I remember when I was first starting. I remember I was going through this. Then I grew to this, and I remember this. Now what they're done is you've lowered their guard. So instead of them seeing you as somebody that wants something or someone that is just like everybody else, you've now broken the ice. You've now created an emotional response. And then you end it, end the message with, I can't wait to hear your response. I'm looking forward to connecting. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. I'm excited to hear more, whatever it is. And the reason you do this is not just to be friendly. The reason you do this is because it opens the door for your follow-up. Because most of the time, you're not going to get an initial response depending on who's on the other side of this message. So you need to be able to open the door up for you to, hey, I'm just checking in. You know, I'm still super excited to connect. You know, did you have a chance to see my last message or whatever it becomes? And by doing that, you're now opening the door up for increasing response rates. The fortune is in the follow-up. We know this, but that's how you set it up to be effective. So that script has helped me get in front of people from all over the world at all different levels on a very, very consistent basis. Brother, when I tell you that is like powerful and it's something I've, I learned way back in the day. I mean, again, I I was a cop. So doing my research, doing my background, right. You, you learn about people and that creates conversation, but even as a podcast host, I went back and looked at your background, your history. I wanted like common talking points that we could kind of delve into. And I remember when I was back in the corporate world, when I was going for job interviews, I used to find the the person I was interviewing with on LinkedIn. And there was one that I absolutely loved. Uh, the guy was, uh, he went to University of Tennessee. Well, when I showed up for the interview, he had a Tennessee orange tie on. So immediately I was able to bring up a commonality, college football. We started BS and going into an interview. It was one of the best interviews I've ever had. Obviously got the job. Like it was one of those, that is such powerful advice that people, especially these younger generations, they don't get that. Like a, fortunes, the, the fortunes in the follow-up, absolutely. But there's a lot to be said for researching who you're talking to, to find those little bit of nuggets that are just going to create that connection instantly. And people just want to feel heard, right? People just want to be seen. They want to be loved. They want to be complimented. They want to feel like they belong. At every level of our life, no matter how much success we have, there's no greater feeling than a compliment or something that makes us feel good. This is the feeling of elevation, right? So how can we give this? It's available to us all. We just have to put in the effort. We just have to say, yes, I'm willing to do it so that I can potentially make somebody's day. Man, absolutely powerful, Jake. I appreciate it, brother. Let's give the uh, audience another opportunity. Go ahead and tell us again about the book that you just released. And then, of course, the best way to connect with you. 
The best way to connect with me is on Instagram at Jake Kelfer. And the best way to get my new book, The Elevated Entrepreneur, is the elevatedentrepreneur.co. And the coolest part about it is this book is free. When you go to the website, the book is free. All you got to do is just cover the shipping. We wanted to get this into as many people's hands as possible, give you all these nuggets. Um, so yeah, the book's free, theelevatedentrepreneur.co, and just cover a small shipping fee. And we'll get it to your doorstep as soon as we can. Jake, I love it, man. Thanks for the wisdom. Thanks for the tactics. And uh, definitely let's take action on this, y'all. This is some good stuff. Jake, you're the man. I appreciate you. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does 5 to $10 million a year in revenue, and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit nightprotectionllc.com.